Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Alarmy, before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Here's a preview of Guest Alarmist, where I step aside and let a guest walk us through a personal tragedy, and together the Alarmist crew figures out who's to blame. This month on Guest Alarmist, Georgia Mishak discusses the impeachment of President Georgia. This this is about 20 years in the making. I have been looking for the answer to this. Thousands of dollars spent in therapy. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but today, who knew? All I needed was... <laughs> Was a podcast, a podcast and a platform? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't start with therapy. Start, start podcast. Start with a podcast. podcast. Yes, yes. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey 
everyone. Thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the downfall of WeWork. Here's what you need to know. The story of WeWork starts with its founder, Adam Newman. Born in Israel but raised in the United States, Newman was an aspiring entrepreneur and after a few failed business ideas, came up with one that he felt had legs, the shared office workspace. Newman partnered with his architect friend, Miguel McKelvey, and the two sold their first iteration of WeWork, which was called Greendesk, in 2010. From there, they set off to revolutionize workplace culture with their second company, WeWork. Their pilot program, the very first WeWork Lab, sprung up in New York City's Soho district in 2011. Two years later, they were in Los Angeles and then San Francisco. The spaces catered to freelancers, startups, and companies seeking flexible office solutions. It was popular among young professionals who were looking for an alternative to working at coffee shops with the added advantage of networking opportunities. And the timing was great for WeWork. In the post-2008 financial crisis economy, interest rates were low and real estate was abundant and cheap. The business grew quickly and the company's value ballooned to $10 billion by 2015. The most important investor in WeWork was a company called SoftBank, led by Masayoshi Son. In a turning point meeting between Masayoshi Son and Adam Newman, Newman gave his pitch for the future of WeWork and Sun replied, quote, that's great, but let's make it bigger. SoftBank's investment in WeWork would eventually tally a massive $18.5 billion and WeWork's peak valuation, triggered mostly by the investments from SoftBank, reached a staggering $48 billion. But not everyone loved working in a WeWork space. Renters complained of a frat-like mentality with excessive noise and celebrations. And Newman also gained a bad reputation within his own company walls. Despite WeWork's idealistic message of empowerment and community, employees complained about Newman and his excesses, including drugs and drinking. There were also comments about it being like a cult, with Newman the self-appointed leader. Additionally, there were complaints against him for misogyny and lack of diversity in his employees. In one interview, when asked about diversity, Newman quipped, quote, Diversity. I'm a brunette, Michael is a blonde, and we have Noah, referring to a gay employee. As the initial excitement wore off for employees, investors also grew frustrated and began to wonder when WeWork would turn a profit, and more importantly, how. WeWork had pivoted its plan several times, at one point investing in an indoor wave pool company. Furthermore, there already existed a business very similar to WeWork called IWG, which was already profitable but had a much lower valuation, only a fraction of WeWorks. People in tech and finance began to wonder what SoftBank knew that they didn't. The truth was, not much. In August of 2019, WeWork wanted to be a publicly traded company and filed documents for an impending IPO or initial public offering. Journalists and the public at large finally got to look at WeWork's books and they revealed catastrophic losses and bad business decisions. 
The filing also revealed the dysfunction behind the scenes. There were examples of how leadership enriched themselves at the expense of shareholders and the company. By the end of 2019, their valuation plummeted 75% from $47 billion to $10 to $12 billion. Adam Newman stepped down as a CEO, shockingly voting himself out at a board meeting. In a massive restructuring, WeWork laid off over 2,000 employees. It became known as one of the most overvalued companies in history. Fun Facts, aka Zetstats. WeWork was initially valued at $47 billion by SoftBank, the highest valuation of a startup with a limited proof of concept. In 2017, SoftBank invested $4.4 billion into the company, causing WeWork's funding round to be worth $20 billion. Adam Newman bought a $60 million private jet in 2018, a small part of his lush spending. A month after a failed IPO in September of 2019, SoftBank paid Newman $1.7 billion to step down as WeWork's CEO and took 80% of the company. WeWork was the largest office tenant in New York and the second in London, only to Her Majesty's government in 2019. By November 2019, WeWork had laid off 2,400 employees. In June 2020, investors who bought shares in WeWork prior to the failed IPO filed a class action lawsuit against WeWork and SoftBank. The investors alleged that WeWork downplayed losses and overhyped its business plan. As of August 2023, WeWork stock has been trading below $1 since mid-March. It tumbled 26% to $0.15 cents in extended trading and now has a market cap below $500 million. WeWork has $2.9 billion in long-term debt. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is Molly Wood. Hi, Molly. Hi. Thanks for having me. Molly is a tech journalist and host of Everybody in the Pool, a climate solutions podcast. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast? I, yeah, I would be happy to. So I spent, um, yes, please. Thanks for the opportunity Jump right in. to tell everyone about my amazing podcast. We like to make our uh, plugs like really subtle here. Like, right. Exactly. Just right up front, like billboard style. Let's go. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, I spent 20 plus years as a tech journalist and about six or seven years ago, finally realized that the climate story is actually also a really big tech story mm. and wasn't really being covered in that way. And I, I took a brief jaunt from journalism. I started covering tech solutions, took a brief jaunt from journalism into venture capital and then realized, no, we definitely still need journalism and also <laughs> investing. And so I created this Frankenstein of a company for myself where I do both. I have this podcast where I just try to spotlight solutions and they those range from stuff you can do at home to don't worry someone's building the really hard stuff right. um and so i talk to a lot of entrepreneurs i talk to normal business people who are you know like real estate agents who are like oh yeah turns out i gotta talk about climate all the time um and sort of everything in between is just an absolute blast 
This is wonderful, Molly. And and I can't wait to tell our future guests about your podcast because I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all of our guests every time they uh, come on the show, uh, which is, you know, what's keeping you up at night? What's something that you are just alarmed about alarmed about recently mm-hmm. um and our the the response is uh, i don't know 70 percent of the time <laughs> is climate change or the weather <laughs> climate related, or yes. yeah. <laughs> always climate related <laughs> right so as someone who thinks about climate all the time uh what's keeping you up at night <laughs> That, I mean, it's so funny because I think because I do this show, climate is not the thing that keeps me up oh, good. at night. Thank like God. I, a really a huge number of very, very smart people and economists and government officials. And, I mean, genuinely, right? And business leaders who everybody immediately is like, no, they're not really doing it. They're definitely doing it. Like there is mm-hmm. a lot of momentum in this direction. So I'm just sticking with democracy. I lay, I lay awake thinking about democracy because I'm like climate. We're working on that. We're working on that. Yeah. Well, you're in good the, company. The other behemoth. Uh, so yeah. Good. Right. So it's like one or the other really, you know, <laughs> no, can't think of another. <laughs> um, this is, um, we're so happy to have you on the show, especially because, you ha- did actually cover the the WeWork downfall while you were a journalist. I mean, you've covered it, I'm sure, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, in particular, as a as a, a history host, the, we cover sometimes these financial um, uh, moments in history, and, and wow, my brain is. It zaps Different. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feels like it's overly complicated sometimes so that it's easy to take advantage of a lot of people. Mm, <laughs> well, it's a very pessimistic scary. point of that's view. That's keeping but... me up at night. <laughs> well, it's, it's also interesting because, well, we work as a tech company is sort of an odd thought in and of itself, right? Like, it, I mean, aren't they in real estate? Or, I mean, maybe I'm jumping ahead here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, do we have a do we have a prompt for Molly? Like, what is the question here? <laughs> We're excited to have you. Yes. We work. What is that? What yeah. is that? We work. <laughs> I've been in a WeWork. Have you been in a WeWork, Molly? I have been in a WeWork. Yes, I have even somewhat recently considered getting a WeWork. Like, wow. I'm like, are we still doing that? Maybe I need a WeWork desk. You still see them? They're still, they still around. Exist. Yeah, they're, they're still a going concern. Although in some trouble, I might be jumping ahead too. But I think now they might be like in trouble. For real, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There are yeah. a couple financial comp- financial companies that ha- like own them, and they're like talk- disc- they're talking about Chapter Eleven, I think. Ooh. Yeah, they actually really are. But I can tell you as a setup that I one hundred percent, with perfect clarity, remember the moment when a marketplace editor was like, "We should, should we? You, you should do a story about WeWork because they say <laughs> they're a tech company, but like." I think they are right. i don't really see that and that well, was the beginning yes that i mean i was gonna put that up on the board just pretending to be a tech company but we'll get to that i guess yeah. Yeah. let's start off by putting up just taking on too much too big too fast okay oh, okay we've seen this happen before uh this is a, an excerpt from uh the guardian 
Newman, which is Adam uh, Newman, the, the founder of WeWork, Newman's ambitions were as ludicrous as his persona. Rather than just renting desks, Fast Company reporter it reported in January, the company aims to encompass all aspects of people's lives in both physical and digital worlds. This included expanding the WeWork model to residential housing and education. Before Newman had even started the company, he had envisioned We Sleep, We Sail, We Bank... While none of this, these will ever be realized, perhaps he was right to think beyond office space subleasing. Um, so in Rebecca, his wife had opened up a, a we grow, which is what, which was a, a for-profit school costing up to $42,000 a year. Um, and this was at WeWork's headquarters in, in New York. And Adam, meanwhile, was pushing WeWork in new directions 2019, it rebranded itself as the We Company. In addition to WeGrow, it launched an apartment rental division, a gym. WeWork signed deals to provide offices for Fortune 500 companies, including Amazon, General Electric, and Facebook. And this is from Curbed. The, the company lost nearly $2 billion in 2018. It's first full year of spending SoftBank's money. The discounts WeWork offered made it difficult for anyone to figure out the natural demand for their product. The deals also made it hard for competitors to keep up. Hodari and other WeWork rivals said that they lost only a small chunk of their tenants to WeWork's marketing blitz. But if the campaign continued, none of them would have the cash reserves to survive what amounted to predatory Pricing as WeWork brought, uh, bought up leases at above market rates while leasing the spaces to tenants at prices that would make it difficult to break even. We were continued to expand with almost no limitations. The number of locations had worldwide tripled. The number of employees it had nearly quadrupled. The number of 60 million private jets it owned primarily from the use of its CEO for the use of this, its CEO went from zero to one. Hmm. It had long been Newman's goal to make WeWork too big to fail, becoming as entrenched in the real estate world as the big banks had been in the financial system. So, so this is this is run before you crawl. <laughs> Pretty much, it just seems so ambitious. It's just like so much. I don't even know how to wrap my head around like what are you doing um Which is, yeah go on well no I was thinking of a I was trying to remember the year but I interviewed in the midst of this blitz I interviewed Miguel McKelvey who was the co-founder mm. of we work super briefly at a collision conference a conference called collision um <laughs> somehow just saying the word collision with no context felt a little on the nose <laughs> collision for <conference>. this conversation <laughs> but i don't know what's worth what's worse collision or collision conference <laughs> exactly but he i he was giving something like that rundown you know we want to have we grow and we want to have we this and we life and we sleep and i was like what's next? i'm like we mars like are you gonna go right. to space and he told me that they did have a we mars poster <gasps> In wow. the office. No. Like, I thought I had thought of that, and I had not. No. I mean, wow. it's, yeah. I will tell you that, like, this is a story of when you have somebody with infinity ambition, that's not by itself a bad thing. Right. It's just that they're a little match, a little flame, and then you pour on infinity money. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you tell them you can do whatever you want, and they explode. 
Yeah. Speak like it's not inherently bad to have that level of ambition necessarily. It's just like if you come to somebody and say, okay, here's all the money you could ever want to do anything you want. And at that time, it was not even a, it was not considered a terrible business strategy to run before you walk. That's what Uber had done. Right, that's what right. Lyft had done. A lot of that's these disruptors, yeah. Airbnb had done, exactly. They built, that's what Yahoo did in mm-hmm. the like dot-com boom. You know, it was sort of what you do is you gobble up as many users as you can mm. so that you are fully entrenched. You spend whatever it takes to get there. It's just that in this case, one, the spending was truly astronomical. I think right. what did SoftBank put in like $18 billion. Um. And it was real estate. Like it's one thing to spend that kind of money acquiring one customer at a time or their email address or even Uber, which you're outsourcing your capital expenditure to people with their own cars. Right. We work with signing huge real estate leases. It's just a it's a sinkhole for all that money. Right. And my understanding is that investors are more likely to invest in software or tech companies because they can grow at a larger pace just because the the once the software is kind of perfected then um the costs aren't as as large going forward but mm-hmm. with real estate you will always have the building and there will always be maintenance there will always be a cost right yep and this is exactly the point like that's exactly the moment when Someone convinced Adam Newman, you got to be a tech company or he that occurred to him. I think he had mm. had enough conversations with investors who said, this is a real estate business or this is a really you know mm. capital intensive business. It, we like to invest in software because it, just like you said, right, once it's done, every additional user is free. There is zero right. marginal cost to adding right. new users. Um, and he was always going to need more leases. And so they did this kind of rebrand just like a sheen right of tech like now we call it a tech company and that's a point at which you know my editor was like i i don't see how this is a tech company and we all said mm. no one well, does our investor i mean i think that's so it's like a weird genius move on his part i guess if they were like having problems with the real estate stuff but aren't investors smart enough to see like right like it's kind of amazing to me and maybe this is goes back to this soft bank that threw so much money into it but that they were so successful despite like how transparent it was that they were still obviously in real estate. And maybe some of that has to do with, you know, what you were speaking about early Molly, it's good to have like the idea guy and like have a ton of ideas. And it's almost like a delicate dance of like, how do you bring that person to the table, but also bring some like experts who can kind of moderate (laughs) and have some oversight, like regulate, Mm. like, okay, we like we want to like encourage and foster this creativity and innovation, but like within limits that it's not going to, I don't know, just getting to this idea of too big to, to fail seems like mm-hmm. so dangerous to me. Like just flooding the market with your product that everyone mm-hmm. uses it. And now it's all stuck there. And now we don't know how to do without it. So we kind of have to like prop it up. Seems like a not sustainable way of doing business. Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is my rant. Yeah. And yet yeah. we are surrounded by like a lot of those. And yeah. A lot of them are, are banks and they have yeah. all their money. Yeah. I mean, hmm. like we work, everybody talks about Adam Newman yeah. in the WeWork story. Mm-hmm. And people do not talk quite enough about Masayoshi Son, the right. guy yes. who founded, you know, the SoftBank guy who founded the Vision Fund, who who like at this was a time when that guy 
was spreading money around everywhere. He did. He would walk into an office and he did the same thing with Uber. Actually, mm. he did it with WeWork. He walked in and he said, I want to give you tons of money. And if you don't take it, I will take that money to your competitor. Wow. Mm. Yeah. It's a threat. <laughs> he was like shoving money down companies' throats. And it seems like that's a good thing for a company, but it isn't for a number of reasons. One, you have infinity money and you start to act stupid. Like right. that is just, you know, I mean, <laughs> my like family group chat is full of my brother complaining about football players who got paid and now they don't play hard. Right. <laughs> Joe Burrow, we're talking to you. Um, Wait, who did you call out there? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Oh, Chris. that guy. He's been. He's got a little injury going. We're 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 gonna give him a little time to get to get right. Uh -huh. All right. Sure, I'm, sure. I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that work ethic come back a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I would love to make millions and millions of dollars, uh, and then take a little time off. I know. I feel right. like just, for a little surgery. Um, My I, ankle I just, hurts. I just want to. I just want to pause and put a few things up yes, on the board. Yes. So so yeah. that, Mo that Molly mentioned. Okay. I have um, I have four that I want to put up. Yeah. First off. Uh, the fake tech startup faking a tech startup that okay. should go up on the board mm -hmm. we should put up a softbank uh ceo or right he's the ceo of softbank he is not the ceo of softbank he's the he's the he runs the vision fund okay mm. what is his Masayoshi song he Mas founded sorry he's the founder of softbank but i don't okay. think he's the ceo currently okay. but founder okay of SoftBank. founder okay. of softbank okay founder mm -hmm. of softbank masayoshi son okay and um gosh there was another thing i'm gonna start calling them out as we go because a lot of them um i liked molly's term infinity money yes infinity money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was it infinity <laughs> money which is just a it's just not good it, it it you think about it for a second you're like oh yeah i, I love, want that i love that but if you think about it for two seconds you're like wait a minute this feels foreboding yeah exactly you're it's like so how, we gotta, how do we spend it all i guess it's like what a problem <laughs> Right. Oh, that's no. when you start doing, you know, we Mars, like you said, as a joke. And they're like, yeah, we got that. We've got the they're like, We're, that's on the that's on the roadmap. <laughs> cool, that tracks. We had Don Julio one night and then we. <laughs> Don Julio instead of water starts to happen. And yeah. then yeah. <laughs> the other thing that happens when you get that much money is so one, you get stupid immediately. Right. And then two, you end up with a, a valuation, the implied price that your company is worth mm -hmm. that is way out of whack with what your company is actually worth. And that is totally fine until the next time you need to raise money because that valuation is effectively, it's a price. It is the price per share mm -hmm. that future investors have to pay right. when you're a private company. And so if Masayoshi Son isn't going to keep funding WeWork and they have to go back to the market and try to raise money and they're clearly a fake tech company, Mm. and they're publicly spending most of their money on Don Julio, then smarter investors right. are going to say, there's no way I'm paying this like absurdly premium price to own right. shares in this company, right. which is a real estate company. Right. So taking too much money too soon is actually really problematic for companies. And WeWork oh. took all the money. All the money. It's not sustainable right because but you had just to. can't prove. You Masa right. made they them. Right. Into they had to. Right. Look, I Masa made a little them. excerpt about that. 
This is uh, from Curbed, uh, an article in Curbed. Uh, from Massa, Newman absorbed a sense of that WeWork should think even bigger. Massa saw the future of real estate as a land grab in which the person with the most territory would ultimately win. The Vision Fund's money would allow WeWork to aggressively expand and box out any competitors. His only objection, as Newman and his team laid out their plans during a meeting in Tokyo, was that they were still being too timid. Quote, why only a million members when you can have five, Masa said at a time when WeWork barely had 100,000. <laughs> if WeWork could do that, grow to 50 times its size, Masa said its valuation at the time, just shy of 20 billion, would look cheap. The company might be worth 1 trillion. In a fight, who wins? Asked uh, Masa asked Newman in one meeting, the smart guy or the crazy guy? Newman replied that an unhinged combatant Willing to scrape and claw to survive could beat even the most skilled fighter. Masa said that he was right, but that's uh, but that so far he wasn't acting crazy enough. <laughs> this I mean, just imagine these two idiots in a limo, right? <laughs> like, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, what are we talking about? I mean, you can see their advisor sort of quietly waiting by the side, like, what are, what are they even talking about? Um, and and a a, a person who's I mean, a, a trained fighter is going to win against a crazy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is that well, your fact checker opinion? I like that you're like. Oh, I'm, I am the fact checker, so I'm not even going to have to fact check that. Yeah, one. that's an easy one. Sometimes I just pull rank and just say that. <laughs> it just seems like there's so much vanity involved. I don't know how to really mm. encapsulate this, but just like this, like desire to be like the new, like popular, splashy, like tech thing on the tech scene or like the company that's like the coolest and most successful like it's just like it's like everyone's just like eating themselves up mm -hmm. like i don't know like why well why the need for that like showiness yeah, it's like so extravagant it feels like they were they were definitely not a tech company but they were definitely acting like tech bros mm. because oh yeah oh yeah it, we put it's tech like... bro culture on the board sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was probably a whole other distorting effect no question well i mean I, it really is like it became this and well and I, I know that the roman empire thing is the meme right now but like adam newman is yeah. a full-on roman empire weirdo yeah like they <laughs> and masa has this just a you know just kind of uh, vision no pun intended of himself in that same kind of realm like they think that they're like world makers and right it just is right. i i find it very hard to understand or relate to but imagine having two of those personalities in the same room no. just egging each other on and yeah. it was like always going to be a disaster I, I mean it could have been we were genuinely could have really worked yeah and like, been great the core yeah. business model of it like the the working together like the community aspect of it like when you think when you hear about that initially you're like okay this sounds like it is kind of the workspace has changed. People aren't like necessarily in an office space. There's a lot of like freelance and independent workers who might desire that kind of community or space, but it really seemed to go out of control. And, I, and I'm really curious to like, just like kind of analyzing Molly, what you were saying about him, Masa kind of like forcing Adam to take this money and, and what that kind of does, like when you're getting infinity money, what does that psychologically do to your like ego or sense of ability to think that you can do like we Mars or the the equivalent of that, like versus like great, like this thing that's 
kind of genuine that I want to build. Like, let's just focus on this and perfecting that versus like expand, expand, expand. Yeah. It really, I mean, this is, this is where it becomes tech bro culture is that it becomes then a cult right. and it's all about, you know, it's all about the founder. He's this big, he and her, the founders, mm-hmm. you know, Rebecca mm-hmm. is a huge part of this story too, that they both kind of just started to get into this messianic mindset where they bought what they were selling. They drank that Kool-Aid mm-hmm. and, and, and they were both people who had those tendencies, but again, it's the enabling, it's the enablement of the money that allows them to start to fulfill this. And there's all around them. There's like no evidence that the world doesn't want this. We cannot mm-hmm. stop worshiping culty founders right. and throwing money at them. You know I mean? And this is, again, this is right in that era. This is like, you know, Max Tesla. This is Travis yes. Kalanick at Uber. Yeah. Like Fair we're in, this is Elizabeth Holmes and the, on the front, exactly, front of Fortune magazine. Like this is the moment of founder worship and free money. And so of course he's looking around going like, why not me? I want to yeah. put <laughs> okay, a lot of put, yeah, board. founder worship. Let's put Adam Newman up on the board. Yep. Make sure that's, uh, let's put <laughs> Rebecca as well, his yes. wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to put a uh, cult, uh, just creating a cult. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I, let's, I, I want to read uh, this little excerpt from time. Uh, WeWork's mission wasn't only to provide affordable office space, but to build a generation of workers who wanted to, quote, elevate the world's consciousness. That was a concept Rebecca, who was the company's chief branding officer and her husband's strategic thought partner. That was her title. Her husband's strategic thought partner, Mm. spearheaded. My intention was never to find a way to make the most money, she told School of Greatness podcast in 2018. My intention when I met Adam was just, how do we expand this good vibration to the planet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, there you go. What? (laughs) Who who do you? you? They were in it for the vibes. Yeah, they were in it for (laughs) For the vibes. It's just, they just wanted to share vibes, grow vibes. Just to share vibes, grow vibes. Ele- Maybe you didn't want their vibes to touch you, but they were they were going to still do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were coming for us. Well, these are the types of vibes they wanted. Let me read this from Harper's Bazaar. Newman pitched WeWork as a movement and ran his company accordingly. The We Company had mass away days, essentially festivals where drugs and alcohol were allegedly actively encouraged and had a mandatory work hard party hard culture where after work drinking remember the beer on tap was essential for employees newman then bought the rights to the word we and stuck it on everything merchandise gyms co-living spaces even schools the idea was that you could if you bought into it all essentially live out every aspect of your life in a we space (laughs) (laughs) many began to suspect that we work once a co-working space was fast becoming something resembling a cult at these we festivals at tech events and summits newman would speak he was the steve jobs of WeWork, a mm. revered figure who was billed as a genius with his long hair and enigmatic way of speaking many saw him as godlike and the more cultish we work felt the more his comparison stuck mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> do we blame ourselves for this 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do we, to Molly's point about like, we are obsessed with this. Like, is it like we're, we're obsessed with seeing Mirror. them succeed or success with seeing them fail? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. You hold up your iPhone. Um, <laughs> it's kind of right. It's, I mean, this is what, and we're still doing it. Like yeah. we're, I mean, yes. it's not like no, you know, the media exists in an unholy alliance with these personalities without question. And mm-hmm. it's still, it's happening all around us. We're still looking for, you know, these weird cult, like, I mean, there was, I cannot stress to you the degree to which in, even in the investing world now, most of the, the pure play capitalist VCs, right? The ones who are like, I'm not, you know, mission, not the climate ones, for example, any of them would still give Adam Newman money. Yeah. What? Wow. 100%. Frankly, I saw him, I, I watched his interview at Dealbook that he did kind of like while the show was airing. And I was like, I unironically would consider giving that guy money wow. as well. Isn't wow. the guy from the fire festival, like raising money in jail? Yes. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. It yeah. Is. He's going to do a new one. I think tickets are already on sale. Please don't buy them people. Why? That is... We beg you. People love a cult. Cults work. Oh, no. <laughs> why do you think we... I'm so worried about democracy right now? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we, yeah, maybe we put like a late stage capitalism or like well, fledgling democracy. There on the is board. something oh, to that. Yeah. Well, like just sort of on a psychological level, like we, an- we need those simple answers to the more complex, like mm. scary things that are out of our control. Um, and so if somebody promises like snake oil that will, change mm-hmm. the world we 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 tend to want to be, buy into it maybe we can call it charisma over content okay yeah it could be mm-hmm. just his charisma i mean i mean that is essentially what the cult leader needs and right, they need right. To it's be like listen to my words and yeah. hear my thoughts right. and the tone and come over here and look how beautiful this is and don't think about the fact that i'm not actually saying anything right now right <laughs> yeah right the detail and not worked out i wouldn't all i would also not underestimate in that um the the personal greed part of the cult mm. so mm. the people who were working at we work all of those things were true and then they would get like intermittent rewards these big parties and then have to work really hard but they also had options every one of them had shares um, in the company sure that and they were being told that this could be worth a trillion dollars. We work, and right. that their money, their those shares, and all of that hard work was going to not just like get them approval from the cult leader, but a bunch of cash money. Wow, that's so it's such an important part. I think the the and it's not just his greed, but it's like pretending to share in the greed, right? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. He was really covering up his greed in a very manipulative and skilled way. Um, It was very well disguised. Now, this is something that I want to understand, and I feel like it's important to understand, Molly. Maybe you can help us with this. The, The failed IPO of all of this. So once SoftBank says they're pulling out their investments. Mm-hmm they decide to go public is is that what happened and then everything went down from there yeah it's you know going public as a company is i'm gonna at the risk of making it sound really basic is a big fundraising move like Mm -hmm. when you go public you get a whole bunch of investors Mm -hmm. that put a whole bunch of money into your company and so if you are in some and you kind of see 
usually companies go public from a position of strength, but not always. You know, sometimes like I think of for me, at least in the tech industry, like GoPro is the perfect example of a company that it was like, you better go public now or you're done because mm-hmm. everybody has figured out how to make a small camera. All right. Right. That goes places with you. you right. Know? So they went public, raised a ton of money, had a bunch of money in the bank as a result of people buying all those public shares and, you know, are still around. And I, you could argue that they might not have been. So WeWork mm-hmm. finds itself in a very similar position. SoftBank has said, we're not going to keep investing. Nobody else is going to invest at that price. Right. The only investors left to potentially dump this turd on are public investors. Mm. Unfortunately... Public investors and the, the you know, not retail investors, but these big financial institutions are extremely savvy. Mm-hmm. And you and there's a lot of of, you know, opening of the doors and the closets and the skeletons coming out that goes into the process of becoming a public company. And as you know, as you might imagine, they didn't take that seriously at all. They tried to file financial documents, you know, the, the kind of like. The, I think the part of the story where I started, <laughs> I am fond of calling things bananas instead of crazy. Okay. Yes. I like um, that. And had been referring to the WeWork story as bananas for a long time. It is when I saw the public, the Go Public papers, the S1 filing, that I actually coined the term banana pants, <laughs> which we ended oh. up using so much that Marketplace created banana pants as like a fundraising. <laughs> like, <laughs> I own. <laughs> I, I literally own a pair of bright yellow that. pants yeah. with bananas all over them. Great. Thank you, Adam Newman. That is my <laughs> that's my goodbye <laughs> gift. <laughs> that's my swag. Wow. Because they filed what is usually an unbelievably uh, complete, careful, boring financial right. document that just says stuff like, here's how we make money. Here's how much money we make. Here's how much we plan to make in the future. And here's how. And they made it like a clown show PowerPoint from hell oh with a bunch like it was just it was a vibes it was an illustrated vibes document oh Wait. God. <laughs> well one I, I just remember one of the things was that Rebecca if he were to die she would pick his successor yeah yeah <laughs> that was they had a Marcus Aurelius like success, succession plan wow. I mean it was like and also, that's when we realize, like, oh, yeah, no, you're never going to make any money, it turns right. out, because you have these massive leases. And everything that this is, that is the point, the S1 and the public filing is the point where, like, some actual malfeasance started right. to enter right. into the picture. Right. Whereas before, it was just sort of a cult that was, like, right. trying to grow too fast, lose a lot of money, and get a bunch of users, which, frankly, is, like, what everybody did in the Valley. And right. once they tried to go public and let people into the deepest darkest secrets that's when it started to be like oh wait no this might be a little more on the fraudy mcfraud side didn't they anticipate that like do you think they really are so confident that they didn't think people would see that like that's where i'm like wow that's really uh brazen i guess yeah I, I mean, you would think, right? I don't think they did, right? <laughs> they I don't think they did. They didn't. They <laughs> Apparently <were writing>. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess they thought they were that cool that like people just wouldn't really look that closely. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's not. It's like you don't know what you don't know. And I guess if all you've ever experienced is private investors mm. and that world, right. where you really can, like, you can float through a lot of rounds of fundraising on vibes. 
And God, I'm sorry. we should get some good vibes, guys. And we could do we have vibes up? Get vibes, vibes have to be up get on the vibes board. Vibes up on the board. Vibes should probably be on the board. I mean, as there, well as the failed IPO. The failed IPO is that's a that was a huge moment because that's the moment where the public started to public and also big financial institutions started to go. I, there may in fact not be any there there. Well, I just wanted to ask Molly. Do you think that it's the lack of a comprehensive sort of format plan of their sort of papers, their documents, their books that was had a had a bigger effect on private investors? Or do you think it was the malfeasance? Like, do you think it that it was the shady dealings? Like, what is there a distinction between those two? And like, because, you know, and which which was scarier to an investor? I. I'm going to say it's probably the lack of a coherent business plan. Yeah. Wow. Like they don't care about the other stuff. It wasn't, I don't mean to be so cynical, mm-hmm. yeah. but there was shady governance, most of which would not rise to the level of fatal. Sure. It was, right. you know, like, and in, in a private company like that, where you might have inexperienced founders who don't mm. know how to operate, like you can... You, stuff <laughs> you like that, that might work. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, could, you could probably paper that over if you really are confident right. that somebody the, else the, could take over. You could still be making God, money. That's wild. Exactly. Yeah. You might bring in another. What you would would likely do in that scenario is bring in a grown up CEO. Let's say, for example, if you had I don't know, like a Travis Kalanick, and then you brought in a Dara Khosrowshahi because you needed <laughs> just, just picking names out of hats, you know, sure. <laughs> to clean things up and sure. be a grown up, and then go, you know. And 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 so I think it probably was more like, oh, you're losing staggering amounts of money. You have paid double in some cases what these leases on these properties are worth. And now you're in long term leases at double their value that you can't get out of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like the it's just exactly like the the piece you read at the very beginning, Rebecca, like there was no universe in which they were going to be able to charge users enough to break even on those leases. And so once you get a look at those books, you're like, I'm, there isn't enough Weimars in the world right, for us to make money on this thing. <laughs> and a very upsetting part of this is that once all of this Universe? comes out. Galaxy? Yeah. yeah. We, we, the, oh, the Weverse. The and I feel like that's already a thing. The Wii Universe. The Wii Universe. <laughs> Just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, an upsetting part of this story is that at the end of the day, when all this comes out, he ends up leaving he's fired as a he CEO, votes himself but, out right mm-hmm. yes but he takes with him what is it five hundred million dollars nine hundred yeah. million dollars yeah. <laughs> okay cool cool. So, cool what a severance package for you cool 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 yeah employees <laughs> by the way all those employees who were 100 percent sure they were gonna get rich on this bupkis Bupkis. Well, and then I think I read somewhere that the new guys who took over for him, like, set up these big severance packages for themselves, even though they couldn't afford to, like, pay their own employees that they knew they had to fire. Like, they couldn't afford to the severances for these thousands of other employees that they were going to let go. So, I don't I mean, it's good to be on top, I guess. Jesus. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Is there anything else that we feel like we've missed? I, I want to put board? Two, okay. I want to put lack of oversight. Oh yes, I feel like some kind of regulation would have been good. And I also just want to put us like our mm. our collective greed that we like are so okay with this and like maybe know that it's bad instinctually. But if we could make a bunch of money, sure, I'll take that gamble. It's like we're willing to take the gamble. 
know. Uh, it's it it feels like also there's something about a, the blueprint that Molly was talking about that this this sort of blueprint already existed and it just sort of was happening all around you. So yeah, maybe there's a it's just us and um I also wanted to go back one moment. <laughs> okay. Which was at what point did he decide it was not it was a tech company? Was that was that a turning point or was it his idea? It is my understanding that it was his idea and that that was the positioning that that having identified Masa as a potential investor, he realized through whatever mechanism that is. And we don't really know. Right. Because he hasn't actually talked about that publicly, um, but but realized or received some advice that he was going to need to that tech companies were more likely to get mm. money, but that it was about that he seems to have crafted that pitch specifically to attract Masayoshi son. Okay. Mm. Okay. So we'll blame Adam for that. Okay. And yeah. um, something Molly, you said that I also want to put up on the board is the um, no grown ups, no grown ups in the building. No adults. <laughs> we need yeah. everyone no needs grown a grown up yeah, in their okay. company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only um, murders, no grown ups in the that's building. That's right. Yeah. Only. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off the board. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Okay, who's to blame for the downfall of WeWork? Taking on too much, too big, too fast? Faking a tech startup? SoftBank founder Masayoshi Son? Infinity Money? Tech bro culture? Adam Newman? Founder worship? Rebecca Newman? Creating a cult? Fledgling democracy? Charisma over content? Personal greed of all employees? Vibes? Failed IPO? No there there, lack of oversight, us, or no grown-ups in the building. I uh, didn't see myself going up on this board, but yeah, uh, there you it's have really it. your fault. You should have fact-checked this when it was I, happening. I feel like we us. walked right into this. <laughs> what did we do? What have we done? We need to learn a lesson, so we'll keep us a yeah. little for a little while on the board. Um, this is a good board, and I yeah. don't know what to cross off the list first. Mm. I feel like I we mean, can fold a few things into one another. Yeah. I feel, and I feel bad blaming the employees. Like if I were going to dump something, it might be that personal greed of the em sure. all employees. Yes. Right. That, some of them. Yes. Are, that's harsh. Them are you know, Yeah, that yes. does feel harsh. Yeah. They were kind of fooled into yeah, it. Yeah. It was I mean, as the culty yeah. aspect of it, you know, yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And okay. also, I'm sure some also were just like, all right, I don't believe what this guy is. This guy's a little little banana pants, but right. uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, I'm, yeah, I need a job. <laughs> right, and it's fun, and there's, you know, yeah. the Don Julio flows like water. Like, yeah. what, what's not to love? It's true. <laughs> okay, hmm. and now we're stuck. Um, I know. I really don't know what to go to first. They all really jump. Faking a tech mm -hmm. startup, that's very big. Um, because founder. faking a tech startup's a big deal. I think yeah. the, the failed IPO was just like the last chapter. Yes. Okay. So I would say oh, that yeah. probably it was not true. to blame. Yes. Yeah. Not, not to, to blame. blame. It sort of revealed. And the vibes as well, Ooh. we can take off the board. Didn't mean I to think. do that. Because yes. they fold into the um, charisma over content maybe mm -hmm. and the cult. Yeah, that's true. Those are all kind of the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we so fold maybe, one of those? Yeah. Maybe we just keep cult. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is fun. Oh. I like your show. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. It's satisfying, right? It is. I feel like we could probably take off fledgling democracy. Maybe that's a little too broad. Yeah. It is context, though. Democracy yeah. wasn't really in that much trouble then. No. Not at all. That we knew of. <laughs> yeah, right. It was the founding moments yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We work founder stand up founder worship that goes into creating a cult too. I think founder worship. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, I that's definitely so. cult. Yep. Yeah, which is also kind of the us part. Yes. So, so maybe we, we finally take us off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. I am not off the hook. Yeah. I was in the media at this point. I'm a hundred percent on the hook. <laughs> Wait, do we have media media in there? We don't. Oh, don't have the media. Should we put it up? And oh then well. Cross it off? <laughs> this is very strategic. <laughs> uh, the media is already uh, probably in the alarmist jail. So. Yes, it is. Um, no grownups in the building. I feel like that can fold into lack of oversight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're there. So I, really I like have to that. say, I like it, but I'm not sure. It's, I mean, because again, I keep going back to the fact that WeWork still exists. Yes. Like it was right. a functioning business. It was a real business. Yeah. Right. That was a good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. That just got massively distorted. 
Yes. So the there, there, there is a there, there. There's a there, there. But it's not. It got, re- yeah, they got too ambitious and they lost the there. There wasn't yeah. like enough there. There, there was there. Everywhere. No enough there. There was too, there was <laughs> there too was much there. froth on the cappuccino. The cappuccino was just like. It was too much there. there. Too, too much there. Much. there. There was there nearby. Yes. There was there. <laughs> there wasn't there there. There was nearby. Yeah, that's, like, that's great. There squared. The there was over there. Yeah. <laughs> I got to stop. <laughs> Keep going. Um, infinity okay. money. I think tech bro culture was part of the, to me, that can get folded into cult. Or maybe it's a maybe bit not. culty. I feel like it mm-hmm. is a bit culty in its yeah. nature. Definitely, culture, cult. It has it cult is. in the the name. Yeah. Oh my right. god, you're absolutely yeah. right. Wow, I never realized that. I didn't either until just now. Now wow. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh man, this <laughs> that's your next culture. article right there. <laughs> culture. Um, the infinity money can also fold into SoftBank founder Masayoshi's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He yeah, was really was. aggressive. I didn't realize how it's such an interesting fact, Molly, that about you sharing that he like was like, if you don't take it, I will give it to your competitor. Like, what do you think? Oh, do? absolutely. Yeah. He just <laughs> went around do? the valley being like, You can either take my money or I put you out of business. Yes. Oof. <sighs> That's bullying tactics. Mm-hmm. And by the way, just as a like a postscript, Masa like the vision fund lost $25 billion last year. And he mm. personally is on the hook for something like $5 billion that he owes to the, to his own company. Whoa, oh my, my goodness. Good yeah. Goodness. So he also is not that great at this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're just people, right? Like you may be the CEO, yeah, but you're just a people. person and you're going to make a big $5 billion mistake. And that's scary. Oh, I hope I never do. <laughs> I know. I He's know. done it like twice too. Oh no. Yeah. He lost all his money once before. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't take his money. He's crazy. Okay. Sorry, he's bananas. We won't. If he reaches out to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oh, God, that's going to be a hard call to take. He'll be like, you have to take it. (laughs) I think I have to. Or or he's giving Molly. (laughs) (laughs) Or he's going to give all the money to Molly for her podcast. Oh, no. No, that can't happen. (laughs) I mean... You know, I will say like we're joking, but this does make me realize like the way to survive having infinity money is uh, oversight. Right. Yes. It's to have a grown up. Like I guess there was a world where they got all that money and used it wisely. Right. Yeah. Like they called in some like seasoned experts who have done this before and can say that seems like a good idea in theory, but let me tell you in practice what happens when you do that. Right. And then you avoid those collisions. He just didn't have any adults on his uh, but just like while we're on, on but while we're on this subject, mm-hmm. it just occurs to me that like, boy, it just feels like okay. So they have this real estate company, and then they just tried to add this layer of this like nonsense kind of like um, culture on top of it that had no kind of there was nothing right. It was right. just that frothy element, and. Even with infinity money, how do you make that? You're basically just. I mean, it, it makes me think of. Uh, it, it it makes me think of the crypto bubble, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like people just tried to create these sort of fake worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Where okay, well, this money or these these little these pictures of monkeys, they mean they have value. Um, but they're like again that when there's nothing at the heart of it, 
then what does the what good does the money do one way or another, right? Am I wrong about that? I mean, or or I guess if you have enough money and have a, a good enough plan, maybe you can think of something eventually. Or maybe the schools take off. Well, I, I don't know what like I'm sort Molly of- Like Molly said, this was an actual company that would have, could have, right. if the money had been yeah. properly used, who knows? Yeah. It could be one maybe. of, it could be like, we could all be podcasting from a WeWork. <laughs> or just many, through. many people were. Yeah. 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 Many. Mm. So- I, don't, I think when it cut, uh, I don't know. Okay, so uh, just so people know, we have taking on too much, too big, too fast, still up on the board. Also, faking a tech startup, SoftBank founder Masayoshi Son, WeWork founder Adam Newman, Rebecca Newman, creating a cult and a lack of oversight. Still, still a few things to take up. Faking a startup maybe can fold into Adam Newman and his decision to do that, or. Yeah, to me, that and also creating a cult can fold into Adam Newman, too, because, Ooh. again, he's the one who... <laughs> Whoa, wow, wow. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about creating a cult. I sort of, because I sort of feel like at the heart of this, like here you had a pretty, you had a charismatic founder with a bunch of money and a not terrible idea. Again, like a, a right. functioning business mm -hmm. that might have been fine if it hadn't become a cult. Mm. uh-huh right i feel like the cult thing is pretty central cult yeah. leader yeah so then do we take too big too, let's take too big too fast because i still yeah. feel like a lack of oversight would have solved that too big yes. too fast was literally the plan that was the right. entire right. plan for like mm. a lot of companies like that was not a problem honestly mm, that's what they're i know at. it yeah. seems like it should have been but that was right what everybody was doing at the time okay what about rebecca do we mm. Jeez. I know she's we, a big part of this, but like, is she like the instigator of this or is she, she just along for the ride and not really reining it in? I feel like she's cult vibes, though. She really sure. brought on those. The vibes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she maybe then does she fold into creating a cult? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's yeah. just so, part of the cult. That's true. I've read some excerpts from like interviews with her, too. And she does say things like Adam can create something out of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like she says these things. Like he's a deity or something. It's yeah. very strange. Spoken like a true. We didn't yeah. even talk about how she's related to Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, what? this story had it all. Stop. <laughs> it. Oh, wow. That makes so much more sense. I think her name cousins. is Rebecca Paltrow. Her name her is Rebecca Paltrow. Yeah. Totally. Stop. Yeah. With a K-A-H, just in case anyone's seen this later. Yes. Yeah. She was like a vegan. Like it was a whole situation. Oh, she's my a, God. The goop she is a book so all by herself. <laughs> Um, okay, but let's focus here. We still have mm. soft, uh, the SoftBank founder, Masa, WeWork founder, Newman, creating a cult and lack of oversight. Ooh, These are hard. hard we need, and again, what? just to remind Molly, we are picking one person or thing to throw in jail and one person or thing to give the big slap. So we got to whittle it down oh, to two. Oh, wow. And it's hard to know who comes first or what comes I first. Know. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. is it like Masa with like that strong army and the money who's like putting them in this position to create the cult that they ran with? Or is it the cult? We, and is it the enabler or the actual person who founded it? Is it Newman's own like ego or like narcissism that he feels like he could be this leader, like take the money and build it? And is it the two of them together? I feel like the two of them together joined forces right. like the Wonder yeah. Twins, and then right. that's how it ends up as a cult. Oh, oh, that's you know hey. we can we can hey. do that. Yeah, yeah. But, 
that we can do that. We can send the 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 forces, the joint forces of Adam Newman yeah, and toxic uh, marriage. son. Yeah. Yeah, the and then that's how it becomes the toxic marriage. <laughs> the toxic marriage. <laughs> Although that encompasses Rebecca too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's the toxic sort of merger. Maybe we merger say merger. Is merger. Good. <laughs> okay. This is good. And then what? We slap creating a cult, just like we slap cults. And then lack of oversight goes to bed and doesn't go to jail this time. This time. Lack of oversight. Yeah. Are they that I will I'm just gonna throw this out there and I don't have an answer, but is the toxic merger and the creating a cult, are those the same thing? Those kind of feel like the same thing to me. I think mm. I think Adam and, and well, the toxic merger to me speaks more specifically to this these two guys. Yeah, Leadership. true. And, and they really pumped each other up so yes. much. I mean, yeah, they were such unique figures yep. too. I'm buying it, totally buying it. The toxic <laughs> merger is the jail. Okay, all right. Love that. I didn't and, think we could do it, but we did. And who are we giving the big slap to? And the cult, okay. I think. Right? Yeah, cult. yeah. yeah. Just don't do that. Don't, just try don't and avoid start a cult. That. Just try and avoid if you can. <laughs> it's not going to end well. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to call it. Creating a cult, you're getting the big slap. Toxic merger of Adam Newman and Masayoshi's son. You're going to the alarmist jail. And that's good because the two of them, you know, kind of. They're sharing sharing cellmates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I kind of, I think this, I mean, so many words have been written on this, and yet I think that this is a, a genuinely new insight. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Wow. That That's... this like toxic merger is what it that it's that it was the two of them together, the power that mm-hmm. blew if you're this whole right, thing up. if you're right, Molly, it will be our very first insight ever. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop it. I can't wait for our guest expert to come on and say, well, obviously it was a toxic merger of Adam Newman. And <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you nailed it. Molly, thank you so much for joining us today. We literally, literally could not have done this without you. This was an absolute blast. This is the most fun I've ever had. Thanks for having me. <laughs> In the aftermath, WeWork reported $3.2 billion in losses over the course of the pandemic and an additional $2.1 billion in losses in the first quarter of 2021. On August 24, 2023, the financial groups controlling WeWork announced that they were potentially exploring Chapter 11 bankruptcy reorganization. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash The Alarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the reign of Chengis Khan. The Alarmist. 
powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.